Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. Today, we're talking all about ideal client avatars, a topic that maybe people roll their eyes or it's something that you know you should do, but you just haven't done it yet. Or maybe you did it like years ago and you haven't revisited again. We're digging into it all today, and I'm going to give you a very cool, totally free tool from HubSpot. Not mine, it's from HubSpot, but that I've used with tons of clients. And it is just a great little tool that takes the pain of creating this ideal client avatar and makes it really, really easy to share. So let's go ahead and dive on in. So let's start with the basics. What is an ideal client avatar often referred to as the ICA. So an ideal ideal client avatar is just a representation of your ideal client. Okay, so you're creating kind of an avatar here, you're imagining this perfect person that is the perfect client or customer that you would want to work with. And why it's important to create this persona, right? And, and and creating, I'll go back, creating the ideal client avatar is really just putting down on paper some key facts, some key um, pieces of information about your ideal client um, down on paper, okay? And doing that helps you to kind of really get gain clarity on the people that you're serving, but it also helps anyone that's working with you, a team or subcontractor, hone in on the exact person that you're trying to communicate with. Oftentimes when we get our businesses going, we probably have a lot of hands-on experience with our ideal client, right? We know them inside and out because you've probably been the one that is doing the selling and doing the marketing and creating the product, right? It's oftentimes in startup world, it's you, founder, that's just kind of doing it all, right? But as your business grows, and as you get to the stage where you're bringing people in to help you with some of the execution, having your ideal client avatar down on paper um, as a reference that they can go back to is so important for keeping your brand aligned. If you listen to last week's episode, I go a little bit on a tangent on how important it is to have a consistent brand. And one of the most critical elements of maintaining that consistency is having everyone on the team or all of the pieces of marketing communication that you put out there consistently communicating with this one person in mind. So doing your ideal client avatar exercise is super important. But I I sort of want to share with you, there's five quick questions, right? I want to make this really quick, easy and painless because there's a lot of you can Google ideal client avatar, there's a tons of different, probably templates and different things that different organizations and coaches and consultants think you should be um, honing in on. For me, I have five quick questions, because I think it's really important to be like quick and concise 
you don't have to kind of be precious about this process. It doesn't have to be like a three-day process. It can be something that you get down quickly and that you iterate, okay? Um, But again, really, really important to just get it down on paper, okay? So before we kind of go into these five questions I want you to be asking yourself, I want to give you this free resource and I'm going to give you the, the background. So the ideal customer avatar it's something that I've traditionally just put together in like a, a presentation, like create a deck and I've had like a really fun time, like picking out the pictures of who that this person is and writing a whole paragraph of what their ideal day is and, and some mood boards and blah, 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 blah. And these are really important exercises and they're fun to do. But what happened to me is that like I would do them and then I would never look at them again. And shamefully so, even with clients, we would get really aligned um, on the onboarding phases because one of the things I do when I onboard with uh, anyone that I work with is we go through this brand clarity process and part of it is honing in on that ideal client avatar or just or at least aligning on exactly who it is. And so these ideal client avatars, they often just live in these documents that never get opened again. And I think that that's a big mistake. Because what I've found through experience, and working with some amazing founders, and let me just tell you, my job is so great, because I, when I get to work with really switched on founders, it just, I learned so much. And one thing I can extract from the founders is that they're that are super successful, are the ones that are always really curious about going deeper into their ideal client, and really making sure that all their communication matches with their ideal client. And so a way that you can really bring this document to life instead of just using a deck is this tool I want to share. And I've put this link in the show notes, but if you're driving or whatever, it's super easy to to remember. It's a tool that is created by HubSpot. If you know HubSpot, they're fabulous. So many great Uh, tips and tricks and templates and whatever for marketing and sales and customer service. I love their blog. It's one of my favorites for just like learning and resources. But they have this tool. It's called Hub. It's called Make My Persona. Okay. So if you go to HubSpot, uh, which is H-U-B-S-P-O-T, one word.com, HubSpot.com, backslash, make hyphen my hyphen persona. If you go there, HubSpot, make my persona, but make sure to put the little hyphens in between the words. You're going to get to this landing page. Um, it's going to show you, you know, you, there's some resources about, you know, what is your buyer persona? They call their ideal client avatar the buyer persona. It's just like nomenclature. It's all the same. Um, but on the landing page there, you'll see on the right hand side, it'll say make my persona tool. And I love, I love this. It is, um, it's like a Google Doc where you can share it, you can do, you can add different sections, it's kind of like a living document. But I love the fact that the way that it's sort of like, organized, like, yeah, you can do like a Google Doc. But what's really cool about this tool is that like, the the way that it's sort of like sectioned off, it's really like appealing to read, it has like little boxes, right there, that's going to divide different questions and different sort of parts of the ideal client avatar on on the screen and it's just like kind of really easy to digest rather than making like a big presentation 
or making um, like a Google Doc. So I love it. Check it out if you want to. Again, it's like totally free. And once you get there, you'll kind of get into the world of HubSpot, which I know that you'll also love. So that is the tool. Um, That is the URL. Again, it's going to be in the show notes. Um, But I suggest using that because what I what I do um, is I have that that URL. I just like toggle it in my browser. So it's really easy to access. You don't have to kind of find it inside anywhere. And you can share it super easily with your team. Um, And it's just like cutely designed. So check it out. Um, So now let's get into the nitty gritty of these like five questions, right? Because I think that again, I love to have a framework when I'm building these ideal customer avatars. Um, And again, this is something that you should return to. Like ideally every quarter, kind of looking at, hey, like a quick audit. You know, is our idea of our ideal customer avatar like still valid? And believe me, especially in marketing, in the iterative early stages of communication, it is trial and freaking error, okay? And you really go through a a transformation in understanding not only who your ideal client clients are because they may not be who you thought they were in the beginning that happens a lot and then also your your presumptions about like how to communicate to them how to sell how to write headlines those oftentimes are going to change a lot too so you gather this intelligence and then one piece that's missing is like updating this avatar, right? We get in a lot of tons of insights. But again, it's some oftentimes this document that you made like years ago that you never look at again. And until maybe it's time to onboard someone and they have a critical role like a copywriter, and they need to understand the ideal client, right? Or or the sales team. So really, I, I encourage you to sort of use the the link I gave you for that free tool and answer these questions and visit it often. So what are the five easy steps to creating your ideal customer avatar. What are these questions I want you to ask? Well, number one is I want you to answer the question, what are their goals and values? Now, you should, you probably know this, you probably understand this just by the natural relationship you've developed as being the founder. Okay, but if you're finding it hard to kind of narrow down and like to enough to phrase it, and to kind of communicate it effectively. I love spying on the ideal clients by joining the communities that they're a part of. This is such a great tip. So there's a bajillion communities on Facebook and on Slack or whatever. And I really encourage you to join them. Join those communities. Pay attention to the conversations that are happening, pose questions that are going to help you understand goals and values. Um, It's the easiest sort of hack I know outside of just like grabbing these people and bringing them all to lunch individually. So joining communities. And again, depending on what your service or product is, I am sure you can find um, a community that's going to align either you can be joining communities of your direct competitors, that's useful, or you can be using communities of your adjacent 
competitors, right? Ones that maybe don't have a similar service or product, but service the same ideal customers. So joining communities and listening. Um, Also, (laughs) I love actually using products or services of your competitors, right? And of your direct competitors. What's really cool about going through that process, like of actually making the purchase, going through their email, um, their email sequences, their sales process, actually getting the product, you being that user of the product, you're going to make your own conclusions about the goals that you have for yourself and the values that you have for yourself um, as it relates to that product or service. And then, of course, there's like the usual conducting surveys, um, taking people out to lunch, as I mentioned, just like having conversations. Really do your research, okay? And then continue to be curious about your customers and understand what frustrates them, what lights them up, um, really touching on their like deepest, deepest core values and goals and pain points, right? This is going to kind of all... Well, we're not getting we're not getting the pain points yet. But number one is goals and values. Um, number two, the second question that I want you to ask yourself when you're creating your ideal customer avatar is what are their sources of information? So I always keep a running list of influencers or blogs or brands or publications where that my ideal customer consumes. So it's sort of similar to number one, but slightly different. You kind of want to understand. Um, where these people hang out online, okay? So yeah, you could be listening for the conversations and understanding like, you know, what articles, what blogs, what headlines, that's all really great for extracting goals and values. But on a practical sense, you want to know where they're spending their time because it's going to help you in the future um, with advertising really and partnerships, So by doing this research and kind of having this down on paper of where they hang out, you're going to be able to um, sort of expand on that in your marketing strategy. And you're going to need to know like where they're spending time because that's how you're going to find your customers. So taking some time to understand not only, you know, again, like these websites they hang out on, but even like the print publications, but especially the influencers like you know, or there's someone on Twitter or on Instagram or even on TikTok or LinkedIn that your ideal client really pays attention to and listens to. It's going to be really valuable and keep building on that list. So the third question I'd like you to ask when you're creating your ideal customer avatar is, uh, you know, what is their basic demographic information? So again, like age, um, you want to look at their you know, are they married, not married, job, what kind of job they have, where do they live in the world. Um, And you can just do this based on people that you've talked to. That's great. Why, Why is this so important? Well, it's really important when you're running ads. So I've heard a lot of people like say, oh, demographics, it's more about psychographics. I think it is true. I think the psychographic piece was number one. Psychographic is more like Again, like what is their highest values? What are they thinking? Like psychologically, what's like going through their mind? That's number one. So important psychographics, but demographics, that basic stuff, you need to be aligned with your team on, on, on those basic things, um, location, uh, marital status, um, age, all that stuff. Cause <laughs> you're going to have to deliver that to an ads team. Otherwise they're not going to get much, you know, 
go off much. The psychographic stuff's really helpful for ads where you can do like lookalike audiences um, in terms of interest and stuff. That that's cool. Um, but yeah, you can't beat like demographics with um, with targeting as well. So that is number three. Number four question you should be asking yourself when creating your ideal customer avatar is identifying their challenges and pain points. So for number four here, it's going to be really important that you spend some time in one and two, like getting into their world, being a part of their world, experiencing their world, and then really understanding the pains that they have. Because again, when we're building companies, we're just in the business of solutions and problems, right? We're in the business of fixing problems and offering solutions, right? And so what I love to do for the ideal client avatar is to be really identifying those top pain points. I do something called um, creating a value matrix um, in which you simply just, you know, create the pain points on one side and on the other side, a couple a couple bits about how your product or service um, solves the pain point. This is going to be really important for your marketing team, for communications, and also for your sales team, right? And objection handling and things like that, right? So really important to build that out, understanding pain points of your ideal client, and then also understanding how your product or service um, satisfies those pain points. And then last but not least, um, going back to objection handling, I want you to take a minute and when you're creating this and listing out their resistance, their objections, right? Um, you want to have a clear idea of like what's going to, or, or thinking ahead, right? What's going to stop them from buying? Is it lack of time? Is it lack of money? Is it fear? Is it whatever it is? But get ahead of the curve and be clear on what those objections are and update them as you get information from your sales team, you know, when they're on those sales calls. Keep that list fresh. Um, that's going to really help you when you're developing campaigns, um, communicate effectively in ways that are going to squash those objections, right? And then also be clear on this person's role in the process, in the purchasing process. So, Again, we ideally want to be planning for the key decision maker, right? If you're doing B2B, though, you know that oftentimes um, there could be several people that you go to before making the sale. So a really good example of the their role, like identifying the role in the purchasing process is just getting clear on whether this person needs approval or not because that also is going to change a bit how you communicate so like an example for b2b may be that you're selling to a certain position within the organization like you're selling to a director but that they need to get buy-in from the ceo um, this is really important to know because again you're going to have to develop your communication um, that's going to help, of course, sell to that particular person, right? The, that key role, that that um, the one who's actually going to interact with your product, but also being conscious of the objections that their um, higher up may have as well, because you can be planning for that as well. And then, if you felt really ambitious, you can do another um, avatar just for that 
CEO, for example. But there's a lot of different situations, especially if you're not a B2C, in which you may have several people making the final decision, several kind of avatars involved in the sales process. Um, but if, if, you don't, if you don't have several people, it's totally cool to just have one ideal customer avatar that keeps things pretty simple. Um, so there you have it, the five easy steps uh, to creating your ideal customer avatar. I gave you the link where it's just ready to go. Um, and listen, like start where you are. Even if you don't have customers, start with a guess um, and then see if your assumptions were correct or not. It is, it is going to help you so much in staying focused, keeping your communication tight, but also being intentional about your marketing, your communication and your sales. So that's it. That's what we got for Ideal Customer Avatar. If you feel stuck on any of this, do just reach out to me. I would be happy to help you answer any questions. Um, just reach out to me on LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you. Until next week, uh, keep going, okay? And I believe in you. I know you got this. You're doing awesome. If you haven't heard it today, um, I believe in you. I think you're rocking. And keep learning and keep growing. See you next week. You did it. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.